Oh, well, praise the Lord. Praise God. We thank God for Jesus. Praise God. Thank God for another opportunity God has given me to come to share the Word of God with you today. Praise God. I count it a great joy and a pleasure to have been given this opportunity. Praise God. On this uh, June the 6th day, Monday, praise God, uh, rainy day, sunshiny early, but uh, rainy in the afternoon. But praise God. Thank God. The sun is shining in my heart today. And that is the S-O-N. Praise God. And I hope that you can say the same thing if you are a true believer in Christ. Praise God. God, we just thank God for an opportunity just to lift up his name. He's so worthy to be praised. I am Pastor James A. Dansby of Great Commission Fellowship here in Birmingham, Alabama. Praise God. We're declaring to you once again the same old tune. Jesus is the answer. Praise God. It is true. He's the answer to every problem that we're facing in this world today, in our families, in our on our jobs, or whatever the situation is today, praise God, He is the answer. Christ has the answer, and we have only to turn to Him, praise God, to cast all our cares on Him. The Bible said that He cares for us, praise God. But now, I do have a word. I have a word, praise God, on this Monday. I have a word from the Lord just for you today. Turn with me to the book of Galatians, Galatians, praise God, as I was studying this weekend, uh, kind of reading through the Bible, and praise God, this scripture, a very, very well-known scripture, uh, very well-liked scripture by most in the uh, believers, that is, uh, it kind of stuck with me, and praise God, I felt led of the Lord to kind of elaborate a little bit, just a little bit, not going to be long today, but just to elaborate a little bit upon uh, Galatians 2. 19 and 20. And again, I do encourage you, look with me. Praise God. Look with me. It is time out for taking people's word for what thus said the Lord, what God has spoken to me and to others. Praise God. He'll make plain to you. Praise God. You don't have to trust man. Just trust God. Amen. Praise God. Galatians 2, 19 and 20. And it read thusly. Paul says here, for I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. In that verse 20, well-known verse, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. Paul said, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let us pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for, praise God, the mercy and the kindness that you have bestowed upon me. Praise God in opening my eyes to your truth, Lord, for choosing me to be a part of the family of God. I thank you for this great privilege and opportunity that you have given me. Now, Lord, I pray that as I obey you, as I say what you have placed upon my heart today, I pray the Holy Spirit will bear witness by speaking to the hearts of those whom you have uh, declared to hear this broadcast today. I pray the anointing of the Holy Spirit might fall upon them, breaking up the fallow ground, that this word might be departed into their hearts. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Okay, now, uh, our subject, uh, I'm going to be taken from that verse 20 there, that uh, verse 20, where Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Hmm? 
I, nevertheless, he said, I live, I live, yet not I, but Christ live in me. And I want to, I want to speak from those words, praise God, yet not I, not I, but Christ, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Now that's what the apostle Paul says. No more I, praise God, no more I, nevertheless, I'm alive, but yet not I, hmm? but Christ, he lives in me and through me. And praise God, that should be the testimony of every believer today. Praise God, there has been a great change in our lives. There's been a change, praise God, in our worldview. There's been a change in how we perceive and how we process things that are happening today. Once you are saved by the power of God, praise God, your testimony will be that of the apostle Paul. Praise God. He says here, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, not I, not I, yet not I, but Christ, Christ's life, the new life of Christ is within me. Now that's what, that's what the apostle says there. Praise God. But now, as I said, verse 20 is one of our favorite, uh, uh, scriptures, uh, quoted by many believers. Praise God. Uh, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ live in me. And the life that which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise God. And most Christians quote this verse. Praise God quite often. But now, if we look back up to that 19th verse again, 19th verse, Galatians 2, 19, Paul said, I, for I through the law, through the law, am dead to the law. Through the law, I'll become dead to the law, that I might live unto God. See, now, Paul makes a, a it's a very deep statement here about his awakening. Uh, you know, you got the woke uh, movement today uh, that's supposed to be something that's advanced uh, in according to world culture. But now, uh, according to those of us whose eyes has been opened by the Lord, uh, I think they're sleeping. I think they're in a deep sleep. Now, I don't think they're woke at all in this new movement. But Paul here, he makes a deep statement about his awakening, the opening of his eyes. Praise God. He said, now, it was the law of God, the word of God, the law of God, praise God, that killed him. Mm, the word of God, that which, uh, that which was supposed to bring life to us, praise God. He said it killed him and at the same time, but it made him alive. Mm, the law, the word of God killed him, but at the same time, it made him alive. Two great Changes, a great changes in his life here. Uh, uh, the Apostle Paul uh, seems to indicate here, and what he meant by this, though, what he meant by this is that he finally realized that the requirements of the law, what God's word requires of each and every individual, he finally realized that that uh, satisfaction cannot be met. It can't be met, met uh, by our own efforts. Mm, it, it can't do it. our own righteousness, our own works. In other words, there's nothing that we can do. Paul come to realize that there's nothing we can do in our own selves to satisfy the Lord. Praise God. And, and it would it would be a blessing if most of us and many of us, especially people in the church today, would come to the realization that it's not our works, it's not our righteousness, it's not our efforts, it's not any of that to try to satisfy what God requires from us. 
We cannot do it. Paul says, yet not I, but Christ. Christ lives in me. Praise God. And when the Holy Spirit, praise God, revealed this to Paul now, huh, it killed all of his religiosity. Oh, it's gone down the drain. All of his, all his works, bam, down the drain. Everything, all of his goodness, all of his righteousness. He said, when the Lord revealed to this to me by his Holy Spirit, praise God, that brought him to a standstill. Praise God, his churchanity and uh, his churchanity, because he was a big church worker now. Paul was, uh, praise God, in Bible school on the Gamaliel, the great teacher. But now he was not a saved man. Praise God. He was just a religious person. But now he's talking about a change here. He's talking about a change. And, and, and I would hope that you as a believer, you as a believer or church folks, or however you uh, would uh, categorize yourself, I would hope that you would examine yourself and see, has a miraculous change. See, but now before this miracle took place in Paul's life, like I say, he was deeply religious now. Huh? He was deeply religious, but he was unsaved. Praise God. Unfortunately, just like many of the majority, a great majority of people in the church today, praise God, religious, but not saved. Look at Romans 7 there. Let's go to Romans 7 and look a little bit at that. Romans 7, he was religious, Paul was, no doubt, no doubt, but he's talking about a change. And and and, 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 and I, I, I believe that many in our church today, you have not experienced the change. You have the same mindset. The same mindset uh, uh, about uh, the world, about uh, things around you, there has not been uh, a great change in your thinking. And that means that that is a problem because all of God's people will go through this great change. Romans 7, 9, uh, and 10. Paul says, for I was alive without the law once. Now, he without the law once. Well, didn't he go to Bible school? Didn't he have the Bible? I mean, the scriptures, the Old Testament. Did he have all that? Yes, he had all that. Huh? Praise God. He said, but I was alive without the law once, hmm? without a pure understanding of the word of God. And so many people, even you probably that listen to me, you don't have a good understanding of the word of God. But he said he was alive. In other words, he thought he was on top of it. Yeah, praise God. He thought that he had it going on. Praise God. He was a scholar. Praise God. But now when the commandment came, look at the verse 9 now. We're talking about Romans 7 and 9. When the commandment came, huh? When I sin revived and I died. A great change. My thinking, my understanding, my perception, my worldview. Praise God. All of these things changed, and I took on a Christian view a Christian view. Every believer, every believer experiences this. I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came in power, when the Holy Spirit brought the word of God to me, opened that word up to me, praise God, sin. I saw sin in a way that I've never seen it before. Praise God. I, and I can bear witness. Praise God. I've been there, done that. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. And I died. The old me, the old James died, and now I am a new resurrected James. Amen? See things out of the eyes of God. Look at that verse 10 now, Romans 7 and 10. He said, and the commandment which were ordained unto life. Praise God. The word of God, it does. It gives life, yes. But I found to be unto death. And that's what Paul said. It was ordained to bring life to the people, but in other words, I found it to bring death to me. Well, here's the thing about it. You cannot be alive in the Lord until you first die to yourself. 
You got to die to yourself. And God had, God has to do this because, you know, if God by his spirit does not awaken us, awaken us from our sleep, praise God, from our view, uh, uh, which is a, a, a carbon copy of the world view. If God don't awaken us and shake us from that view, then praise God, we're going to continue in that pattern. So we have to die to that worldview, and then we become alive, alive unto the Lord. The commandment, he said in verse 10 again, and the commandment which were ordained, uh, commandments ordained unto life, I found to be unto death. See now, here, like I said, we see the mindset here uh, of an unbeliever. Paul is an unbeliever. Now, he wouldn't have thought he was that before uh, he had this experience with the Lord. He thought he was a great church folks, and he was a church folks. But that's the difference between church folks and uh, believers, though. But now, he, he, we see the mindset here in Paul of an unbeliever who thought he was alive. He thought he was live. He thought he was on top of it. He knew the word of God. He knew God. He had a relationship with God while he was trying to kill Christian people at the same time. I mean, those who were holding to the strict word of God, he was on a rampage to try to kill them. But yet now he thought he were was alive. He thought he had, was on top of it. Amen. He thought he was saved. He thought he was well. Everything was good. But now after the convicting power of the Holy Spirit came into his heart, convicted. See, after he had a John the Baptist experience, see, every believer, if you're a Christian, you got to have a John the Baptist experience, huh? Where he tell you, slap at the frame. Hmm? All those important people came to John the Baptist. He called them snakes. He called them, you serpents. What, what are y'all doing out here? What do you come for? What are you looking for? Huh? You need to repent of your sins. See, you got to have a John the Baptist moment in your life before you can experience God's salvation. The convicting power, the people were convicted and they wanted to be baptized. huh? Some of them, but now there were some church folks that thought they were already saved. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have to listen to this ignoramus, this wild man, who, whoever he think he is. But now, let me tell you, he was a forerunner. He was prophesied, praise God, in the word of God that he was going to come and he was going to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And he was going to bring a message of conviction and repentance up to the people and those that repented of their sins. Praise God. They were going to be saved. But now it was after he experienced, Paul experienced that convicting power of the Holy Spirit. After it came into his heart, all his ideas of what heaven is like, what salvation is like, all those ideas he had previously died. Boom. They were gone. They died. They died. Praise God. They were erroneous. They were wrong. And the Holy Spirit convicted him and showed you got a wrong idea. You got a wrong perception of what heaven is all about. And most people have today. Praise God. And until you have that experience, just like the Apostle Paul had, then you will continue on in that frame of mind that you've had from the you know, basically all of your life. But now, uh, this 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 idea of, of heaven in salvation and what it takes to be saved, it changes after you have an experience with the Lord. Praise God. It's a process. It's an awakening. It's, it, is, it is an awakening that each born again believer will experience. Yes, sir, will experience. And it behooves you to examine yourself. Has there been a change in your life? Praise God. Has you, can you say, uh, but it's not, not, it's not I, but it's not yet, yet it's not I, but Christ. 
in me. In other words, I, me, the old me, has, has gone. Praise God. Now, if we look at verse 20 there, go back to Galatians uh, 2 again, and we're going to look at 20. We'll look at 20 there. Galatians 2 and 20. Paul says, again, I'm crucified with Christ, but I live. I live. Hmm? Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Not I now. Not I. Not I. No more that old me, but Christ. Huh? Christ in me is what he said. Now, what does it mean to be crucified with Christ? That's what he said. Now, I'm crucified. I am crucified with Christ. What does that mean now? Well, it, it means to be dead to the law. Dead to the law. Uh, dead through the to the law and through the law. Huh? Praise God. It, it was through Christ's death on the cross and what he his death accomplished that satisfied God's law. The requirements of God's law, the requirements of God's justice was accomplished by Christ on the cross. So now when Paul said, I am dead to the law, he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Amen. He means that he's dead to the law. He's dead to the uh, mindset that I need to do this or do that or act a certain way in order to be saved. No, he realized that there are none good, no, not one, all of sin, and come short of the glory of God. He realized finally that there's nothing he could do to satisfy God except for to accept what Christ done on the cross, because he is the satisfaction, the satisfier of God's law, the requirements, and of God's justice. Amen. But now, again, Paul is saying, praise God, when he said, I'm crucified to Christ, he said, when Christ died... I died. Hmm? Praise God. When Christ was buried, I was buried. Hmm? Praise God. And when Christ arose, then I arose. That's what Paul is saying when he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Praise God. He's talking about the, 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 a spiritual awakening. Praise God. The spiritual life uh, that he now possesses. A new life, a new life. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. And I know many times, you know, I ask people, uh, how do you know you're saved? And praise God, the answers I get, you know, it's quite quite uh, telling that they really don't know the Lord. They really hadn't had this experience. And uh, praise God. And I tell them many times, you know, well, you know, you have a pretty uh, good idea of, of salvation, but it's not the correct idea of salvation. And uh, But many times, you know, they think attending church and praise God and been doing this and I'm not a pretty, I'm not a bad fellow. Well, you are bad though. I, I try to tell them, don't say that because the Bible says that's not good. We all have sinned come short of the glory of God. There's not only one person that's good and that is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Praise God. But Paul said, now when Christ died, I died. When Christ was buried, I was buried. When Christ arose, I arose. Amen. And this is spiritually speaking now. Spiritually Spiritually speaking, look at Romans 6 there. Go to Romans 6 and look at 3. Romans 6 and 3 now. 6 and 3. I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to read on down a little bit. Start at 6 and 3 there, Romans. Paul says here again, <clears throat> Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, into Christ now, were baptized into his death. There's a death here. Some There's a death here. Praise God. When you say something in you dies, yes, dies, your ideas, your ideology, your thinking, uh, your, your uh, view of the world, everything, praise God, it, it, it dies and then you get a new life. Amen. Look at verse four there. He says, therefore, we're buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead 
by the glory of the Father, even so we also, praise God, shall walk in the newness of life, he says. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of Christ's death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Look at verse 6, knowing that the, that the old man, that's old life now, that's that old life, yo, that I, that I, the old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, hmm? that henceforth we should not serve sin. A big change. We don't live in sin. We don't practice sin. We don't make appointments to sin. Look at verse 7. For he that is dead huh, is free from sin, dying to the world. Dying as Christ died sets us free from the dominion of sin that have held us captive. Praise God. Thank God. See, Jesus died to set the captives free. Praise God. Free from who? Sin. Your sin. Your sin. Don't have to go outside. Don't look around in the world. There, I'm talking yours, minds, what we have to deal with. Amen? Look at verse 8. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. That's what Paul said. If we first die with Christ, Hmm? Dying to the world, dying to our old ideas, our old ideology, our old worldview. If we die to that, we believe we're going to live with him, with his mindset. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Praise God. We have the mind of Christ. We have a one-track mind. Amen. Praise God. But look at verse 9. That last verse there. He said, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Hmm? Death has no more dominion over him. If it doesn't have dominion over him, it doesn't have dominion over us. Praise God. We shall arise again. Praise God. In the great transition. Praise God. But now Paul said, yet not I, yet not I, but Christ. Again, Paul is testifying. He's testifying. And that's all. You ought to have a testimony. You, you, this, could, this should be your testimony. Not I. Not I, but Christ, but Christ in me. Praise God, the whole glory. That would be your testimony. But now Paul testifying here that his life is now what? <clears throat> it's a spiritual life. He is not the same I. Paul said, I am not the same I. Can you say that today? Hmm? You that say you're a believer, can you say from your heart, I am not the same I as I was before? Now, that's what Paul is saying there. And to this, every true believer, I believe every true believer, you ought to say amen to that. Praise God. Amen, Paul. I understand what you're talking about. I am not the same I. Amen. Praise God. It, it ought to be our testimony. It ought to be our testimony. Praise God. And uh, we are not the same I. Praise God that we were before we got saved. Hmm? Praise God. Just like Paul, we were once in the flesh. We once lived in the flesh. We once walked in the flesh. We once thought in the flesh. Amen. We once, praise God, tried to establish our own righteousness. We thought that we could be good enough to go to heaven. We thought we could me could measure up to God's requirements of meeting his justice. And uh, But now that is a bad mistake. Praise God. We thought we could do this and we would be saved. But now Paul says here, not I now, but Christ. Not I, but Christ who lives in me. But now Paul, again, he means that Christ lives in and indwells him. See, we have the living Christ living in us right now. Every believer, Christ lives in me. Praise God. By his spirit, by his spirit, by his spirit, by his word. 
by his word, by his word. See, Paul also realized that on the cross, on that old rugged cross, a great exchange, I like to call it the exchange program, Mm, a great exchange had, had taken place. In other words, Paul's old life under that God's law, under the trying to be the best you can be, under that old life, which consisted of trying to be saved by your own works, hmm? Paul realized that that life was crucified with Christ mm, on that old rugged cross. Amen. And we all should realize that also. Amen. Today now, but we hear, we hear statements today like, uh, <clears throat> you know, abortion is a big issue today. And uh, they are in the street now. They're marching, waiting on a, a ruling from the Supreme Court. And, and you know, what bothers me, I know the world is going to think the way they think, that uh, it's my body. I can do what I want to with it. But now it bothers me when Christian people, people say they are Christian, and then they were paparic, that same kind of uh, thinking. Uh, well, you know, uh, I don't, uh, Christian people, so-called Christian people tell me all the time, I, I don't believe in the abortion, but now I think it's, they have a right to do what they want to that's the wrong answer for a christian we don't we don't that's not our answer huh they say it's my body and i can do with it what i want to amen now that is what they believe the unsaved people which they're wrong of course but now it's, it's kind of terrible when believers would agree with them i don't agree with an abortion no but now mm, she can do what she want to with her body i think that's all right wrong answer hmm? your body your body god made this body you didn't make your own body there but now when paul was unsaved he might have felt the same way i'm sure he probably did it's your body. Hmm? But now since he got saved, since Paul got saved, when he got saved, he realized that he did not own his life. He did not. You didn't make yourself, and you know good and well you didn't make yourself. The Lord. We belong to the Lord. Amen. Whether you know it or not. Paul realized that he he he, he don't own his own life, huh? Because the, his old life, his his old life was dead. That life is gone, he said. Huh? That think like that, huh? Praise God. That life done died with Christ. Praise God. Now he believed that, praise God, he his life was Christ's life inside of him. Praise God. He didn't no longer believe that he controlled his own destiny. And that's what most people today, because now you got preachers and, and positive thinking preachers would tell them, well, your destiny is in your hand. You have your destiny. You just got to do this and do that. Oh, see, just lies, all lies. You know, look at First uh, Corinthians six there, First Corinthians six and 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 twenty. Uh, the apostle there again says, "Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? God made your body, whether you're saved or unsaved. You were originally made and constructed your body to be a temple of God's." Holy Spirit. Know ye not, Paul said, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. You are not your own. See, that's Paul thinking now. Praise God. I'm sure when he was unsaved, he probably had a different mentality about that thing. But when you get saved, we say what God say. Why call ye me Lord? Lord, and you don't obey the words, the things that I have said unto you. We say what God says. Praise God. No, we can't tell people it's your body. You do what you want to do with it. No, that's a cop out. That's a cop out. You you throwing a rock and hiding your hand is what you're doing. Amen. But now, lastly, uh, for the day, Paul says here that the life which I now live in the flesh, in the flesh, hmm? 
Praise God. He Paul he lived the life of faith. The life I live now is a life of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm? The life that I now live, a life of faith. I say our new life of faith is God given. It's a God given new life. Praise God. It's, it's not it's not our ourselves. It's not our us. We didn't decide to do it. We had no power to change ourselves. But the life that we have now, the new life. God has given it to us. It is truly a gift from God. And praise God, I thank God for it. I thank God that my eyes have been opened. But now in that last verse of Galatians 2, 21, that last verse, Paul says, and he says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness, hmm, being right, doing right, satisfying God, Pleasing God, for if righteousness come by the law, by me obeying the law, then Christ died in vain. Hmm? He, he didn't have to die, praise God, but we know he died because we could not live up to the standards that God has set. Only through Christ, amen. See, Paul had great respect for the grace of God, praise God, and we, I do, and every believer, every true believer has respect for God's grace, and he would not dare, praise God, not one minute to minimize grace place in his life, the place of God's amazing grace in our life, and praise God, this should be the sentiments of every true believer in Christ, grace, what would I have, what could I have done, what could I do without the grace of God, Praise God, the grace of God wakes me up in the morning. The grace of God put my mind stayed on the Lord where I can get up and I can praise and thank him for another day. I can thank him for the health and the strength that he's given me. Praise God, I thank God. Praise God. And this is not how, if this is not how you feel today, you may be listening to me and you say, well, you know, he's a little fanatical. He's a little fanatical or something. He's just got, he got that thing pretty bad. Yes, I have. But you ought to have it bad. If you don't feel this way today, then you should ask the Lord. You should ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you for your sins. Praise God. You ought to invite the Lord to come into your heart. Praise God. He said, if you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. Huh? He said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. When you seek me with all your heart, that's what the Lord said, you'll find me. Praise God. But this change, this not I, hmm, but Christ in me, it can only take place through your faith and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. But he's available today. He's reaching out to you right now. He's standing at the door of your heart. He's knocking right now. Praise God. You have only you have only to allow him, praise God, to take his rightful place into your heart today. Praise God. And you will say like Paul said, and like the believers say, not I, mm, not I, not I, but Christ who lives in me. Father, I bless you. I thank you, Lord, for this, another opportunity. Lord, you'll, you'll use me to, Lord, to speak these words of encouragement, these words of, of conviction, Lord, of wh however you see fit to use these words you've given me, I say, Lord, have your own way. I pray the Holy Spirit, Lord, might just reach out and touch the hearts of your people today, Lord, that they might come to the knowledge of Christ, that they might accept this great gift that you've given unto the body of Christ. And Lord God, I'll be mindful to give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And thank you, Lord. Praise God. Now, if you like this video, if you like this video, go over hit that like button. And praise God, you can hit that old bell over there. Subscribe. And praise God when we come again. Praise God. And, and, and this is Monday. 
It's in Monday, and God is already putting some things on my heart, and uh, that I will have to, uh, I will have to deposit into your heart, into your soul. The Bible said, when the clouds are full, they empty themselves, and God is filling me. Praise God. I feel we have a three-part coming up this week. Praise God. A three-part series coming up this week. Very important, and I hope and pray that you'll stay tuned. You'll stay tuned because I believe these are very important words. All God's words are important, but I believe for you, for you, you need to hear what the Lord is going to say in this week. Praise God. But until that time, may God bless you. May God keep you is my prayer today. Amen.